1: Today on the Zabecast The delusional skin's brass Leads to a Colt McCoy setback Can you really stuff a whole sub sandwich In your yoga pants and get away with it Nick Cage had a four day marriage And of course his ex now wants alimony Notorious J.A.Y. joins me We'll talk Kanye, Tiger, crazy women and more All that plus some thoughts On the Luke Walton allegations Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded So buckle up and let's go Here we go Wednesday, April 24, 2019. Thank you for downloading. This first story before we get to Notorious J.A.Y. is 100% Redskin. Colt McCoy just recently had to undergo a third procedure for his broken ankle that he broke uh, as soon as he had become the emergency starter after Alex Smith went down for the year. It's like, okay, Colt, you're the guy. And then there you go. First game, snap. First start, I should say. Uh, the Redskins apparently, while sitting at 6-7 and seven in early December, tried to hurry the rehab on Colt McCoy to, quote, get him back in time for the playoffs. To the playoffs? Thus, he didn't heal properly. And as a result, he just had a third surgery on his leg, so reports NBC Sports, Washington, and J.P. Finley. Wow. That is the most shocking, depressing, but then at the end of the day, not surprising story if you're a Redskin fan, watching the regime of failure, which is Snyder, Allen, and Gruden, act in a delusional manner last year about whether or not they were really in the hunt. For anything. Yeah, we gotta have him back for the playoffs. What what are you crazy? He broke his leg too. Back-to-back broken legs. So the Redskins are not saying a whole lot about this, and I'm sure they're gonna probably play it off like, well, it's only April, and it was just a cleanup procedure, and it's not that bad, but it is bad. And even worse is the fact that the thinking out there is so delusional that they're close. and we heard this from Bruce Allen saying we're close. we were we almost made the playoffs we were we were seven and nine and we went win one or two games and then yeah who knows? get out of here. I feel bad for Colt McCoy, who's been a good loyal backup soldier who has been ready to come in and play his his guts out as coach Joe would say, just play his fight his guts out out there. And he gets his chance last year and snap. First start, Philadelphia. Boom. And then the team rushes him back, going, Oh, we might make the we might sneak into the playoffs. So let's go ahead and make sure you're ready to go. And they screwed up his rehab. Good. Good job on that front. Meanwhile, I know we're at the start, so to speak, almost the start of the you know, NFL cycle with the draft and then training camp and the season. We're a long way away from the end of the cycle, which is the grand finale, the Super Bowl. But I always love the phrase, at no cost to the league, because that was the phrase that was peppered throughout a 200-page document that was procured when Minnesota put in a bid to host the Super Bowl after they built their brand-new bird-smashing stadium, which is a great stadium, by the way. Curtains or no curtains. And the league, when they say, well, here are the requirements. We need this, we need this, we need that, we need this. And all of them say, at no cost to the league, at no cost to the league. Well, sure enough, the final tally is in from Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, which went off great. The overall, the city did well, the weather cooperated, their stadium is lovely. Atlanta is a great town to hang out in for a week or so. But it wasn't cheap. The city of Atlanta spent $46 million to meet all the NFL's requirements and they also allocated $13 million on top of that for a pedestrian bridge to help fans safely cross a busy street. Shut up, Siri. Oh, for God's sakes. the, the These devices, you know, they're listening to you all the time. I didn't tell you, sidebar, time out. There was a story recently that Amazon and their Alexa device has humans at the other end eavesdropping on some of your conversations even though you don't think the device is listening. Previously people thought, well, the device is listening and the algorithm is listening and the machine is listening, but there's not humans on the other end. Oh, actually, Amazon, it was found out in some documents, did have humans listening to help, as they say, improve the reliability of the device. But they didn't know exactly whose device it was, and they were even instructed to ignore things, including... Some you know some employees of Amazon listened in on what they clearly thought was a sexual assault, and they couldn't do anything about it. So these devices remind my Siri remind myself to turn off your listening ears. Oh wait, here, hey Siri. (laughs) Yes. Remind me to turn off. Your listening device. Okay, I added turn off your listening device to your reminders. No, no. Siri, I want you to stop listening to everything I fucking say, you snoopy little bitch. Oh, didn't, didn't get that. I'll be reported a big brother for that. Okay, so Atlanta spends $46 million to host the Super Bowl. Another $13 million on that for a pedestrian bridge to help fans get across a busy street. But no one ran the bridge past Homeland Security, which declared the Super Bowl a national special security event and placed that bridge within their perimeter. And when the Secret Service and Homeland Security saw the bridge, they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is a death trap. We can't have this. Someone's going to get on this bridge and uh, blow themselves up or pull out a gun and start going crazy. No, done. You can't use it. So the bridge was not used and... Not only did it not just cost $13 million, but they had to spend an additional $14 million to get the bridge done on time because, what a shocker, it was running behind schedule. So in the end, the $27 million neon-lit serpentine bridge was more useless than the than the Los Angeles Rams offense on game day. <laughs> that funny line came from a website called Rhodes... Bridges.com, and it's a website devoted to, can you guess, roads and bridges. I'm looking at their headers, roads, bridges, maintenance, safety, technology, traffic management. They even have ads on here, like QMAX, QuickCrete, the perfect combination of working time and strength. Then there's a dedicated asphalt, or asphalt, oh, there's an asphalt ad right there. (laughs) Another edition of Rhodes. It looks like they put out an actual printed issue. God, I should get on the mailing list for this. Oh, I forgot to mention, even though the public didn't get to use that $27 million fancy bridge, guess who's bald, has two thumbs, is sitting right here, and did get to use it. That's right, this guy. (laughs) I walked over that bridge. While walking over that bridge, I did an impromptu interview with J.B. Smoove from Curb Your Enthusiasm fame. He, too, as a VIP, I as a media member, got to walk across that $27 million bridge, and uh, nobody else did. Of course, the city of Atlanta now has that bridge for pedestrians to use. I just don't know if there's any real great need for it, because the Super Bowl is not coming back for some time. It will eventually, but not for some time. All right, enough jib-jabbing from me. It is time. Hello. All I gotta say, Jay, is that Kanye is gonna Kanye. What's up, my man? <laughs> Did I miss something? That Kanye, Kanye. <laughs> what well, he's you, doing? Well, he was at Coachella
0: doing gospel music.
1: Yeah. Which, and he had if like i an-
0: paid money for that. I would have been pissed <laughs> off as hell. <laughs> I didn't pay for this shit, Kanye.
1: He had like an Easter service that yeah. fifty thousand people attended. And he sold, like, $50 Easter socks. What a capitalist.
0: Well, well you know, a black choir makes everything sound better.
1: <laughs> hey, man. I, I As a white boy, I am moved by a gospel choir that can that's just I, sing the roof off of a church. That's Nothing what I'm telling better.
0: you. A black gospel choir makes everything sound better.
1: Yeah, absolutely does. Did you ever sing in the choir, Jay?
0: I sang in the the uh, male choir in high the male chorus.
1: Oh, okay. It was whoa, whoa, whoa. it was about six. What's the What's the difference between a what's the difference between a chorus and a choir? That's well, one for our listeners right now.
0: That's a great one. No, because we had to do like an a like we had to do something. Like you couldn't just play sports; you had to be involved in something. So it was like. Four or five of us. And one guy, by the way, won a Grammy. Went on to be like a great Christian singer, won a Grammy.
1: Huh. Uh, headline New Yorker Kanye West Sunday service is full of longing and self promotion. I
0: hate Kanye West.
1: <laughs> Do you know that uh, Kim Kardashian West has promised that she will not use her celebrity, nor money, nor influence to get their kids into college?
0: <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I mean, she's
1: way <laughs> ahead of the curve on this one.
0: Yeah, but wait, way, way to go out on a limb there, Kim. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm very ornery today. So you start you're starting me off with stuff that's gonna just make make my head explode. Yeah, Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Uh,
1: so the church merch from Kanye <laughs> off uh, included fifty dollar socks embroidered with the words "church socks." And the sweatshirts they sold went for two hundred and twenty-five dollars.
0: How can you knowingly and in pay good that? conscience pay that? Yes, or wait a minute, even ask someone to pay that. I'm more Kanye. <laughs> he he started. He, let me take you on the Kanye journey. Would he you started please out, take yeah. me on the
1: Kanye yeah. journey?
0: So Kanye Kanye West started out. He was a a underground prodigy because you know he he was a great rapper great great producer he started out very humble people like this guy might be the next big thing he made some great music uh college dropout is still one of my favorite albums ever okay and then he's morphed into the biggest dick bag in the history of the world (laughs) i've never seen this happen like this it's like if michael jackson started with the jackson five cute michael jackson and then started malette Oh, sorry that happened. Oh, All right, let me try again. <laughs> but but the, it, this is I'm, this is unprecedented that someone has gone from like everybody liking him to
1: universally hated. He's not universally hated. Look at the crowd oh, he got at Coachella, and he I'm was able to say, okay.
0: "I'm going to let you in on a little secret, David."
1: Okay, let me
0: in. Uh, the community is not a fan of Kanye.
1: Oh, the community, yes,
0: yes, Kanye is liked by a by a lot of the other folk, but not, not, not well received in the community anymore.
1: How about Russell Wilson?
0: Oh, I knew you'd bring that one up. You know what? Russell Wilson has done something. Not many athletes have gone from white to black and just totally changed the whole thing. Russell has done it and he's getting away with it because he took a, you know, the, the saying, you can't make a, a hoe, a housewife.
1: Okay. Well, he took Sierra,
0: who was kind of a hoe. She had she had a kid with future,
1: and has made her a housewife,
0: and has made her a respectable young lady. A respectable young lady. <laughs> it's it's I'm, something else you know, I've never seen before.
1: Most of the most of the uh, the brothers on TV that opine on sports that I've heard dubbed Russell Wilson's bedtime uh, Instagram corny. had yeah. to be corny, right? I, they they I, didn't they didn't like the voice. They thought it was cornball, and I'm like, I don't get it. I thought it was a boss move. He just punked the Seahawks into dancing to his tune and meeting his deadline, and he just announced the deal while in bed with one of the world's most beautiful women laying Again, on his chest.
0: The, the, the term black enough, I still I would like to have a, a worldwide discussion with – delegations from all over and just sit down and discuss how is how is someone black that 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 term is always
1: Uh, uh, we here we here represent the mocha skin delegation Uh, we (laughs) we are technically black but i know we're not that popular with everybody
0: yeah he's russell wilson has never been black enough for the black community that is that is something that is very well you know what you know what marcellus
1: marcellus parents are black exactly marcellus wiley uh, appearing on that show with that guy you hate Whitlock uh, said the yes, he said so. he goes, he, and while he said, you know what, our culture has gatekeepers. Yes. And it's unfortunate. He said it's unfortunate because the gatekeepers always want to try to knock other people down. If they don't, you know, go through the narrow passage of what they consider the gate is for now, being okay. appropriately black enough.
0: Okay. You're, you're doing this. And the person you just mentioned
1: Whitlock, now, this is Marcellus Wiley said this. No, 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 no. But yeah. I'm
0: going to say, people, if Ralph Wiley were alive today to yes. see what Jason Whitlock has become, he's would rolling Ralph, in his grave. Would Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Wiley is rolling over in his grave because Whitlock laid at the feet of Ralph Wiley. And he is now everything. He's a 180 of what Ralph, Ralph Wiley, my still one of my, my favorite writers ever. Ralph Wiley would be appalled by what Jason Whitlock has become now. The a, thing though about a, a soft shoe, <laughs> a soft shoe dancing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I, okay. I told you. I'm you gonna are spicy. You're spicy tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but I heard him talk about something, and I was going to type it on Twitter, and I said I can't do this because this could. Be, but I wanted to you say Ralph Wiley. You're gonna
1: you're gonna fire on him.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was okay. Ralph Wiley. I think he would have answered me back if I would invoke the name cuz remember Jason he Whitlock
1: He would have. remember
0: Jason Whitlock said something about um, Scoop Jackson. He mm. called Scoop Jackson a a a not an uncle tom but a coon. Called him a Jesus. coon. Remember? Yes. He called him a coon because he said he was a, a minstrel show.
1: Oh Are boy. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. Well yes. look, uh I would just imp- the one thing about Whitlock that I would want you to at least keep an open mind about Whitlock more than anyone today in the media sphere, gets the evils and the trap of social media better than anybody. And he hammers this home and he preaches this, and it star- it stays devoid largely of race. But he points out that this is just a rigged game that these big tech companies know that when people are angry, like you are tonight, Jay, their engagement angry when people are angry their engagement with the platform which is all they want and need goes up tenfold whereas if their mood or disposition is agreeable they're like yeah I agree and then they click off and they go to do something else my but see my anger with Whitlock is because he's a phony Hmm. he's
0: doing this to get famous he was not like this when he first started
1: interesting he Well, it is amazing. It is amazing that he was the guy that was going to launch the undefeated.
0: Which? How'd that work out? By the way, that by the way, and I'm going to little another thing. That website is terrible. Yeah.
1: Does anyone go to it? Where is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the undefeated exists. It's probably run. It's probably run by Chris Connolly. It's
1: like the It's like the Unfindable.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Where
1: is the website? Oh, it's on the web. Yeah, I looked. I couldn't find it. I Google sure, search I, it. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it
0: in like ten years.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, while we're on race, uh, let me put a quarter into the jukebox on the Kate Smith controversy. Could not give two shits. <laughs> Doesn't rile you up? <laughs> no, I was like, so what are you going to tell me?
0: People in the '30s were did songs that were uh, about uh, race, not racism, but uh, about picking fun at, at color. What? Yeah. Really? Have you seen? The cartoons from Warner Brothers from the '30s? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. So the like, the world mad. was
1: the world was searingly racist yeah, back then. The, the
0: way Asian people were portrayed in the '30s and '40s oh, is one yeah. of the most. Yeah, now, I, I, I in can,
1: fairness, we went to war with them. We did
0: go to war, right? But still, I could <laughs> give know. two. I could give two shits. After about the Kate after Smith. after
1: Pearl Harbor, nobody gave two shits that we were two shits that we are drawing cartoons of Asians with giant rabbit teeth. And eyes that were barely lines, you know I I, like I, yeah, I know it's it's it, but it's you know anyway, that here's the thing that kills me is that there are some people that think, well, nope, this is appropriate. doesn't matter that it was eighty five years ago I, it, I I say I say to those people, but you know that baseball itself didn't allow black players for another fifty years. you heard my years. stance.
0: I don't count any records in baseball that happened before 1947. Yeah. I don't they don't count. Right. So
1: so if you're going to remove the statue of Kate Smith, how do you deal with the fact that baseball itself was far more racist in look, practice until 1947? Look up there are there are
0: the, the biggest racist in the history of American baseball is not Ty Cobb. It was a guy named Cap Anson. Ooh. The biggest racist ever, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. So I, I mean, I, I know Ty Cobb was and a miserable I, human being. I
1: mentioned Ty Cobb also was a racist, and somebody sent me a link that said, "Well,
0: uh, act- I don't. I, I've seen that bullshit story. Oh, you have? Nice no. Yeah.
1: Well, he may have.
0: Okay. Well, no, Well, he was. there,
1: Stop there, there was, there's, there's lots of well documented incidents of Ty Cobb doing insane he beat, shit. He beat like, up
0: a guy in the with stands.
1: No hands. Right. Yes. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no, he took. Did he take the shoes off of the guy and start beating him with his shoes, Mike Milbury style?
0: No, no he beat. No, Ty Cobb beat him with his spikes.
1: Oh right, okay. Yes. And yes. someone, someone said, "Ty, stop it, stop it." And he, they're like, "This man has no hands," <laughs> and he's he like, was- "I don't care if he doesn't have any feet." I'm exactly. His... Yeah. You're right. So Ty That's... Cobb was a Ty Cobb was a <laughs> as a miserable scumbag of a human being, but could hit the mm. shit out of the baseball. And you're telling me that despite there's a, there's all a worse. You're, he's you're... not the worst. Right. No, no. 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 The worst. I, no. I know. But uh, people that are saying he wasn't racist or that racist are telling me that despite all the other evidence on the one issue of race relations in a searingly racist world at the time, that he was like, oh no, no, I get along with my black brothers and sisters. Bullshit. No fucking yeah, way! that
0: that god awful movie with Tommy Lee Jones tried to paint him. Stop it! No,
1: never saw that no. one. It was terrible. Don't. It's terrible. Cop is terrible. I need to watch Cobb. every baseball movie ever made. It shouldn't take me more than a weekend.
0: Cop, no, no, you have to. You got to miss cop. Cobb. Cop's terrible.
1: <laughs> All right, wait a minute.
0: I have a couple questions.
1: Go I right ahead, point. Jay. This yeah. is your show, as Ken Beatrice I, used to say. <laughs> I miss
0: Ken. We have to talk about what happened to um, last week or two weeks ago. Now, I've never under what Do, what the happened. White people, Eldridge Woods. Oh, have- Tiger.
1: Yes. Woods, you call him Eldridge.
0: Yes, I call him Eldridge. Mama calls it's, him Eldridge. I'ma call him
1: Eldridge. It's Eldrick.
0: Well, I it was Eldridge. No, okay, it's, Eldrick.
1: It's Eldrick. Whatever.
0: What? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Clark, as, you like, more, as you like to say, I've heard it both I've ways. I've heard it both
1: ways. More black-on-black <laughs> yes. black crime people. Okay. Eldrick so, Tiger Woods. Yes, go ahead. Your question. Le-
0: is the the white people who like him, is this from white guilt? Or do they <laughs> truly love Tiger Woods? Because I am not – I've never been a Tiger Woods fan because he's kind of a prick. He's very prickly with the media. He's a, but then I've seen him lately. He's kind of come, I've kind of come around, but early Tiger was a dick. But
1: total, total he, dick. It, yeah, it's they don't like him because of white guilt. They elected Obama twice because of white guilt. Oh, okay. zing. Oh, All right, just kidding you. on that. No,
0: um, oh, we got to talk politics, by the way, too, But Larry Hogan. I want to get into that, too.
1: Okay. All right. So, anyway. The fans like Tiger because... Why? Why do white fans like Tiger? That's what I want. Why not? I know why black fans do. Why not? Because he's, first of all, he's Cabal Nation. That's number one. Number two... But he has he's... no white blood in him. <laughs> it's... Okay, Jay. Newsflash. Here. here Now I get to bring you into the white cubicle of truth. Yeah. Since please, you bring yeah. me into the black cubicle of truth. Let, let me come sit down here. Have a glass of water. Uh, be my guest. Us white guys that root... For sports and teams, Jay, we don't rooting, do it by race. We've been we've been rooting for black guys all our life. You know why? They've usually been the best players <laughs> on our teams and in the sport. Okay, I'm just and so just we best. don't we don't we don't even care. Of course, sometimes us white people get annoyed when an inferior white player is being pushed by the media as somehow as good as or kind of e. as. Oh, shit i'd have to think about it but okay a lot of times i'm like fuck that honky just give me the baddest brother on the planet in whatever sport it is so and yeah they- we've been rooting for black people in sports for all of our lives and so rooting because- for tiger woods is not a reach from a color's perspective rooting for tiger was a reach for me when he was a complete asshole and stepped on people and treated people as disposable yes. including his swedish nanny wife Including his former coaches, including his former caddy, including members of the media. He loved that power trip. He was a miserable person and had a lot of issues in his life. But since this comeback from his back surgery, there is a Tiger 3.0. It doesn't mean that all the software is totally retooled and that he's a great person. I don't know what kind of person he is. But I know this: the outward shell of Tiger 3.0 is the best. It's come down.
0: Best there ever been is the most I, enjoyable. I, I loved it when he hugged his son because that was a special moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the new
1: girlfriend who's not real souped up. She's you know a normal chick. <laughs> she is. Uh, she's a real shorty. She must be five one. Nothing against. Yeah. Her, by the way, five one. No, but she... I'm just saying she's she's not she's
0: not you know jacked out with, with you know with huge fake tits or anything. She's just normal. <laughs> she's a normal woman. She looks do you like know where, you know,
1: do you know where Tiger met her? At a Luby's? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh Tiger met her because she was the manager at his restaurant, the Woods, the Tiger Woods restaurant in uh Florida. Okay. I mean, I that's good for him. Yeah, but you're not supposed to shit where you eat, right? That's very true. That's Erica, very true. Erica Herman. Is her name. I mean, and she, and she is, she is all right. She really goes incognito and you have not heard anything from her. She's done no magazine spreads, no interviews. She is seen from time to time, but not a ton. And she was there with a big old floppy hat and sunglasses. So you really couldn't get a good look at her. She knows as I tell,
0: you know, as I used to tell every woman I dated in every relationship, you have a Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. I am Michael Jackson. You have to play the
1: back role. Sorry, you did not tell girlfriends. That. I, I really said that, said that all the time. What do you like, Stanley from the Office? I told my <laughs> first wife, I never apologize, and I'll tell that to my next wife until the day I
0: die. <laughs> you can't have two, can't have two mics. Got you can't have two lead singers. Got to have one.
1: Yeah, I think uh, she might be the perfect gal. Because she's there on his arm at key moments. You know, Ryder Cup, I'm looking at pictures of her right now. She was there when he won at the Masters. And yet, she doesn't talk. Nobody knows who she is. That's great. And Tiger gets to go do whatever he needs to do. Because she ain't going nowhere. That's right. Right. And she's... (laughs) And she's managing the restaurant. She's making sure that the snow crab legs are uh, up to order and that they've got enough on hand. And she's banging Tiger, but she's also in the business of not asking questions. This would be the perfect relationship for a guy that blew up marriage number one with Perkins Waitresses, Porn Stars, and other, you know, easy girls. So, anyway, Uh, but she's not bad. Good for her. Maybe, Jay, maybe it's love. It could be.
0: No, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for Tiger if this is the one. Yeah,
1: I don't see no ring on that finger.
0: You know, everybody's it's like, love.
1: I don't see no ring on that finger.
0: Doesn't mean it's not love just because there's no ring.
1: He must have a prenup that looks like uh, <laughs> that looks like uh, like the, the Magna Carta. Yeah, a prenup that looks more fortified than Winterfell with all the dragon glass pits. <laughs> no.
0: Okay. By the way, are I you watching? You're I've, not watching. You? I have never seen one episode of this show.
1: Do you know? So. Do you know it's okay for black people? You know who told me that? Frederick Smoot, Fred Smoot, uh, Lord Smoot of House Smootarian, who is the hugest Game of Thrones fan ever. And I even told him you know, a couple weeks ago, I go, Fred, when you were told me you were a big Game of Thrones fan, at first I was like, really. And he's like, why? And I go, because I didn't think it was a black thing. And he laughed in my face. He goes, come on, Zabe. It's an everybody thing.
0: I I guess. Are there black people on the show? Well,
1: that's the thing. There was one. Basically, (laughs) there was one black dude in all of Westeros. And he made a couple of cameo appearances, and that was it. One of the funniest
0: things in my childhood youth is I would go to the barbershop, and then... The majority of every black barbershop, there was a Jet magazine.
1: I know oh. you've heard of
0: Jet magazine.
1: I've heard of it? I guess still get it delivered. <laughs> so
0: Jet magazine every week would list all the black people that were in TV shows, and it was usually like uh, on Thursday, Gary Coleman, uh, Rob from Different Strokes. They were. It wasn't really a lot. To, to choose from and Jesus. it always made me laugh and they would have like the guy in the back on the jeffersons you know it was the best it was the best yeah
1: i heard they were so, doing i heard they're doing like a jeffersons reunion the problem is the whole show the whole show's is dead all the principals are basically dead on that the, show jimmy kimmel is doing a
0: a a thing uh the jeffersons and all in the fans i don't know how it's going to go but i'm I'm interested to watch. I love okay. the Jeffersons. Well, love that show. Uh,
1: let's pivot to politics and I'll start with this. Then you can talk about Larry Hogan, uh, governor of Maryland. Uh, the other night, Bernie Sanders threw out, <laughs> threw out an idea that I said to myself, you know, I'm no political shush doggy shush. What's so, what's her name again? Angel. No, that's, Pinkie pie. That
0: is uh Buck, okay. barking for some reason. Go right. ahead. <laughs>
1: Must see a black person. also. That's hey, yes, true. He is racist. <laughs> yeah. The family guy bit about that was the funniest fucking thing ever. So hey God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. When Brian, he apologize, Brian yeah. couldn't control. <laughs> yeah. I, I, cause, cause Brian is the most woke character. Um, On Family guy. And so that really upset him that he couldn't control his instincts. Uh, No, so um, basically I I heard this and I said to myself, I'm not an expert on policy ideas that would poll well, but I'm pretty sure this one would poll around 2% approval. (laughs) Basically, Bernie Sanders says he wants felons, even those in prison, who have the right to vote, and that would include, that would include, <laughs> that would include, he said, the Boston Marathon bomber, Jokar Sarnayev. And his uh, his I... rationale, Jay, was, well, if I believe that felons in jail could vote, then I don't want to go down the slippery slope of deciding which ones can and which ones can't. And I thought, okay, Bernie, that's going to appeal to such a tiny sliver of your possible voting electorate, and the rest of the country is going to go, you fucking crazy. Well, what, what's well, what's
0: crazier, that or Elizabeth Warren trying to wipe out debt, that would just send the country into economic tailspin.
1: Oh, well, okay, that's, let's... That's even dumber than Bernie. Let's talk about that. So how do you feel about that policy? She's an idiot. Okay. Well, and, and even if she could pay for it, she's saying they could pay for it with an ultra-millionaire's tax. Let's just pretend that you can get the money to pay for it. The biggest problem is is the me too syndrome of Wait a minute, I just paid my loans off. And now Where's this, my money? Right. Knock knock. Going back to the family guy. Knock knock. Where's my money? How about people who have yet to enroll in college? Of course, you know, she and others want to make college free. Look, college is uh, way too fucking expensive. It is not a product that is nearly worth the expense. Employers don't really care about it from an undergrad standpoint. It's a giant scam. I have no doubt about this. All of this is true. And and the problem is, it's it's you know these uh it's federally subsidized, and the student debt is like the hardest debt to wipe off the books. Like, you can't declare bankruptcy and wipe your student loans. They're like the hardest thing. The government's like, fuck you. We're nailing you to this debt forever. Good luck getting out of it.
0: I, ne- I did not know this one. Okay, that's something I've never yeah. heard. Wow.
1: Yeah, so so there's a moral hazard problem with Warren's proposal as in, well, you're going to forgive all this. Uh, what about the people that just paid it off? Others are saying, yeah, but wouldn't you rather have that money going into the economy instead of going back to the government?
0: It's almost as crazy as the reparations talk. It sounds great in principle. It'll never
1: work. If you were to get reparations, what would you want?
0: I, I say, Okay, I love this question. That question, let's put it back into 40, sports.
1: 40 acres and a mule?
0: Right. It's, it's sort of in the line of reparations are, you know, giving about as dumb as let's pay athletes. That will never work too. I, right. hate, I hate that argument. Right. because what what are you gonna pay the girls across team agreed so, so I mean it's just it, it can't can't be done so stop bringing it up
1: right well now, but, but...
0: now, now I'd want hundred and ninety five thousand from America and I'll be good
1: <laughs> <laughs> so your number your reparations number is 195 195 yes <laughs> and uh, Mr Cottrell, how did you come upon this number particularly? Eh, just guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ballpark thing. It's a ballpark
0: thing. I yeah. would have asked
1: for more, but I didn't want to be greedy.
0: Right. I wouldn't say 200. 200 <laughs> makes you go, huh? but 190, you go, we can work with that. Yeah.
1: People are fucking greedy, and they are stupid. I've got a, I got a couple stories here you're going to like. Florida woman, need I go further? Florida woman wow. tries to stuff racetrack club sandwich and more down her yoga pants. It's a white woman, shocker. Shocking. Haley Marie derice of Hudson, Florida, got into a fight with store clerks at a racetrack convenience store over what she allegedly. Oh, Have you
0: been to racetrack before? Yeah. Good. Good sandwich.
1: Is it really? Is it better than a yeah, Wawa sandwich? It's not. Sandwich? Bad. It's, Is not
0: it... it's, it's like Wawa. It's pretty good.
1: Is it better than uh, Speedway made to order?
0: I've never had Speedway made to order, so okay. I can't.
1: Anyway, it's better.
0: Than, it's as good as Sheets. Have you been to
1: Sheets? Ah uh, yes. Actually, no, not, not speedway made to order, sheets made to order.
0: Okay, yeah. So it's it's about as good as that. All
1: right, yes. rank rank the convenience superstores in order. Wawa, Ooh. racetrack,
0: oh, okay. circle Number K, one. okay, speedway one, sheets. Number one is Royal Farms Chicken is number one. Oh. Royal Farms number, not even. There's no even second place.
1: That's a big Royal Baltimore. Farms, that's a big Baltimore one.
0: Um, we racetrack is really good. We ain't
1: we ain't got no Royal Farms down where we live.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay, no, number no. two is probably probably right, I, when I was in Florida for like a week, racetrack was like awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Circle K, but a number three is going to have to be 7-Eleven still. Nah. And true. Se- I, listen,
1: I go to 7-11 every day. I meet my buddy Prad who is one of the managers at the store. He's a big sports fan. He talks sports all the time with me. Great guy. He uh this, and, he, and his 7-11 is very well run, very clean. They got all the stuff in there. I applaud it. Otherwise, though, 7-11 is a is a weary franchise if you ask me. I think Wawa runs circles around 7-11.
0: It's nothing better than a big bite at 2 30 in the morning when you come in when you there's nothing better.
1: <laughs> well, there's nothing else. It's not that there's anything better. There's nothing else to eat. All right. So this woman, this woman who's eighteen, tried to stuff a club stacker sandwich, sausage breakfast sandwich, can of Pringles, and two lunchables in her yoga pants. Is there a picture? No, I wish there was. I wish there was you know, she gotta be through. She's got to be
0: over three bills. <laughs> no skinny chick is doing that. No, it's got to be over three
1: bills. The thing is all those odd-shaped... The Pringles tube and the uh, the the the, the Lunchables would poke through on those yoga pants. Why
0: don't you throw a pack of Rolos in there, too? You got...
1: Okay, here's another story for you. God bless women. The girl arrested for texting a man 159,000 times after one date, wants oh to get God. a quick trial because she believes the jury will rule. She must marry the man she stalked. This is from Barstool Sports. Her name is Jacqueline 80s, Rhymes oh with my. Hades, Hades. Yes, as in you're in hell. Her mugshot screams, I'm crazy. I'm wide-eyed and crazy.
0: That is no wait, wait, We're mugshot. I'm guessing frizzy blonde
1: hair. Uh, you'd have to look it up.
0: Okay,
1: I'd send well, you a link, but we're not linked up right now.
0: I got one for you.
1: Hold on, hold on. Let me get this quote here. She also doesn't know why she's in jail. She says, "Crazy bitch." She says, <laughs> "She says I just think it's ridiculous. I can't believe that it turned into this. I can't believe that I'm actually in jail over some text messages." Oh my. God some. She maintained that her threats against the man's life in those texts were just jokes and that she would never act on them. She said the man responded to her texts for three months but stopped after she sent the threats. 80s then said she threatened the man after a fight with her mother and took out her anger on him.
0: Four texts is is, uh, excessive.
1: (laughs) If you ask me. Four texts in a row. 159 thousand dollars 80s said she wants to go to trial where there's she's positive the jury will not only find her not guilty but they will order her and the man she's accused of stalking to marry her quote they're gonna say you're not guilty and on top of it we like demand that you two get married quote unquote
0: what was the woman in arizona who killed her boyfriend that's what this uh she's in jail now of course She was a little attractive. It was
1: like the Jody Arias. That's what this sounds like, yes.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, This woman also claims she had been abducted by Walt Disney, whom she believes is a member of the Illuminati and has a manned spaceship. Said Ms. 80's quote, does that sound crazy? It sounds like I'm crazy. My mom says they're going to put you back in Rule 11 court if you go around telling people this. But this is a true story, and I'm not lying. Yeah, that guy hooked into a good one. Okay, your story, you were going to say... Stan officially
0: added to the Merriam-Webster dictionary thanks to m Scam? Stan. The term oh, s- Stan. No yes. way! Yes. Oh, my God. That's
1: incredible.
0: Yes. That... The folks at Merriam-Webster announced that they have added 640 new words to the da- database, including Stan is both a noun and a verb as a noun. Stan means an extremely or excessively enthusiastic or devoted fan.
1: That's... Fucking brilliant! So there good you go. Good job.
0: I knew that would make you happy.
1: Uh, there was also some sports terms that made it into the, the officialdom, and oh, what was the one that I was like, "Good, that one's in there. That's a good one." Eh, it'll come to me. Well, let me close out. Crazy women for five hundred, Alex. Oh, by the way, are you watching this uh, Jeopardy guy make a run? I have. I've been hearing. I'm. Is, I don't watch Jeopardy he, either. Is he at least
0: funny of some or? Or is he just a nerd? No, Uh, I'm not. He's
1: he's really good at trivia, and he's got a special approach in which he goes for daily doubles and he hammers them. Okay, all right. And and now there's talk about well, we got to set up this uh, showdown with Ken Jennings, you know, Mister Former Jeopardy Champion, because he's he's going to crush Ken Jennings' record.
0: Ooh, and Ken Jennings doesn't want him on his block, like (laughs) like 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 Jack doesn't want Tiger on his block anymore.
1: Yeah, but I heard I heard through the grapevine, Jay. Ken Jennings don't want none of that smoke. He don't
0: want this fire. Don't, don't want this
1: fire. I, I, did, want I, this fire. Uh, Jay, did I say that right? Uh, did, yes, did I get yes. that one? I, I, I was yes. I heard he that. Did, uh, cool he people did. were saying that, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to try this one out. It sounds so cool. You he don't,
0: he don't, know, like, he, he don't want, want these them. hands. He don't want these hands. <laughs> he don't want
1: these hands. One more on the crazy women file, then we'll get to fuck that guy and wrap this up, Okay. Nicholas yes. Cage. Larry
0: Hogan. No, we got to get Larry oh, Hogan. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. talk Nicholas Larry
1: Cage, Cage, Larry Hogan, then fuck this guy. Have okay. you heard about Nicholas Cage's four-day marriage? Marriage,
0: yes. To a crazy woman, yes. Is she crazy
1: or was he drunk? I
0: think you had a dash of
1: both. <laughs> she, uh, She looks like an Asian thirsty girl who's kind of been hit with the ugly stick. She's on the That's edge. his thing, though. That's his thing. Like Cage love so. the Asian women? I guess so, yeah. Uh anyway, she now wants spousal support, despite the fact their marriage only lasted four days, and yeah. Cage was so drunk he says he doesn't remember it, because she claims she missed out on career opportunities <laughs> because of the four day marriage. Yeah, not, uh, really? <laughs>
0: really? Boy, I can make a lot of jokes on that one. I will let that I will let that go by.
1: Oh God. They began dating in April of twenty eighteen, so they had known each other for about a year. I'm looking at a photo on TMZ of the two of them having a uh, uh, heated argument just moments before the wedding. Uh, yeah, Cage when,
0: or, or or when he sobered up.
1: Cage had been married three previous times to Alice Kim, Lisa Marie Presley, and Patricia Arquette. Yes, well, I he,
0: forgot about I forgot about Lisa Lisa Marie. That's right.
1: Yeah. Okay, Larry I'll, Hogan, what's happening with the governor in your state? You do
0: know he's. I think he's going to run for president. Smart move. It it, it seems kind of stupid because you're just going to be a sacrificial lamb.
1: He's gonna he's under, gonna try to primary Trump. I don't. I guess I don't understand <laughs> the point. It,
0: it it makes no sense. Where are you hearing this? Insiders.
1: Insiders.
0: Political now with that being insiders. said, I would love to work for this uh this this uh this dude. So but you it's, would it's, work this,
1: you would work for a Republican. Oh, I'd love, to, I'd love to Hogan.
0: Yeah, I'd love yeah. to work for his campaign. But okay. I don't understand
1: why he would do this because he's going to get steamrolled. I don't think what's the point? I I'm trying to remember the last time a sitting president got primaried by their party successfully it just doesn't happen it's it's such a waste of resources it so weakens both your incumbent candidate who's got a lot of advantages and also it it just royals up the party it's it's almost never done of course trump is the one guy that could actually get some to think there's got to be a better guy than this guy to carry our sigil H- into the political H- arena hogan has
0: the he had cancer he beat it yeah He's got he's got an Asian
1: wife, Republican so governor in a deep blue state the state who's been able to get who's been able to get right is able to everyone is yes. able to get legislation through uh, that is yes. roughly bipartisan, yes. although it's nothing major, but whatever. Yeah, he'd be. Uh, but here's the problem with Hogan. Too ugly. Yeah. And, and, and I, I hate to say this.
0: Isn't no overweight overweight can't can't i'm um, that's why I chris Christie didn't have a shot
1: now now trump is a big tub of goo but he can hide it at least in a way that doesn't make him look quite that bad but he's right at the edge of being too fat to to be but, elected president and we are we are in an age of retail politics where and i said this on the podcast yesterday after i read this story about the you know the ukraine elected a comedian as their president
0: yeah, it's all it's all over now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I thank you for the listener who said it was risk that Kramer was playing on the subway when he. That's started, right, him and Newman. He started. That's right. He started. He called Ukraine a road apple, and there was a Ukrainian <laughs> who got offended by it. So yeah, the Ukraine was so rife with corruption that this guy who plays a politician on television, a comedian, got elected president. I think we're headed towards celebrity presidents for as far the Rock, as the eye can see. The
0: Rock will be the next one, or Tom Hanks. Who good. would you vote for between those two?
1: Well, Jay, I'd have to listen to their whole platform first. You know me, I'm an informed <laughs> voter. want to see their full syllabus of what they plan to do with this fine country of ours, and I'd make my vote accordingly. All right, I mean, do you watch Veep? Nah. It's good?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, but my whole thing, I just want to be the guy pulling the strings on, on any campaign. That's all I want to do. And be the guy. I don't think we should do this. I think this is that's all oh, I want yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, the machinations in politics, in especially in campaigns, I is love, wild.
0: I love campaign. I love politics now. Love it.
1: I'm glad. And you it don't was. you don't miss sports radio.
0: Nope. As I said, I would rather. I would. I would soon. I, I would rather be cleanup guy at a glory hole than work in sports radio. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to say that for the 50th time. I, I look. I I talk to our dear friend and, Mark Stern, and I just hear stuff, and I go, I don't want to do this ever. Well, and podcasts is different, but I never want to sit in an office and talk to a program director who has to explain to me how to uh, answer a telephone call. And by the way, I'll really think really quickly. I was listening to your show coming home today. Oh boy, where are my residuals for? Uh, I'm so done with. I should get that was my show. (laughs) I believe
1: that was you. That was absolutely you. That was your phrase. That was your expression. That was it. No question. I would
0: like my residuals from that because I believe I was the I greenlit that show.
1: Why you can have a shirt Jay, size (laughs) small.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No. You know I did enjoy hearing it, though. Thank you. I did enjoy hearing it.
1: Thank you. Uh, You know, I'll give you credit for it. It, It'll be. It'll be. I'm so done with as created by. <laughs> Jay Cottrell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to play the fuck that guy music, step down for a second, and then as soon as we're through, get ready to tee him up. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who's your FTG for the week?
0: So I'm I'm in Baltimore on Sunday, driving through Baltimore. Uh, and have you heard about the squeegee kids? Have you heard about this?
1: They come up to your car and they squeegee your window and demand money. If yes. you don't give them money, then they'll like yes. break your window. Well, this one little
0: bastard, I came to my car and I, I just said, I didn't have any change. I mean, any bills. Right. And I said, I don't have any bills, man. I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, look at your car, man. Your car is bu- Busted. You need it more than anybody. I was like, You motherfucker. <laughs> he's a you bastard. Really? I was gonna get oh, so Did he did he the,
1: damage your car?
0: He didn't damage my well, I don't think he wanted that smoke from me.
1: Okay. How but he still but he did still run his mouth at you.
0: He ran his mouth, little bastard ran his mouth, yes. And I was <sighs> I was like the only reason I didn't give him money is because I had no bills. So to this squeaky punk Fuck that guy. You will never get anything from me if I see you again. You <laughs> might get these hands if I see you again. If <laughs> you want to be smart, but fuck All that right.
1: guy. I, I would recommend uh, a roll of quarters in your car, Jay. <laughs> At or do they even take quarters? Do you have to give them no! singles?
0: No, they 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 only bills. Okay. $1 dollar bill, y'all.
1: I'm surprised they don't have square readers. Where they gonna swipe your credit card?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or those, or those change things like in the in the '80s with the uh, newspapers.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. My fuck that guy this week was a very close race between two of the most highly paid, celebrated, and phenomenal athletes in pro sports today, and two different sports. In fact, Ooh. there are millions of people who love each of these guys yet they are complete douchebags, both of them, and they put it on full display this week. Edging out for Fuck That Guy of the Week by a mere tenth of a point is one Bryce Harper over Russell Westbrook, Jay. Bryce Harper's 12th ejection of his career is the second most among active players, and the only guy ahead of him has been in the league for six years longer. I forget who it was. But this guy is—he's like, I'm so good at calling balls and strikes. The umpire should just go take a smoke break while I'm at the plate. I'll call my own balls and strikes. What a douchebag! To see Bryce Harper get kicked out of that game the other night, and to hear Jake Arrieta pretty much not back him up by saying, "Look, we gotta have him out there." That ump was all over the place. I'm calling. I'm pitching hard. I'm getting bad calls. We can't have this. I, I laughed and I, I laughed, Jay, and I thought. This is the crazy hot girlfriend that we just dumped as Nats fans, and now she's somebody else's drama. It's like Ooh. this this is the first time this hot girlfriend, you know, seized up the credit card by going on a shoe shopping spree at Nordstrom's, and then you almost ran out of gas. You get home, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, so, baby. He
0: can't like that Jake Arietta didn't back him up. He has to hate that.
1: Yeah, but fuck him. He's been he's been ejected twelve times by twelve different umpires. In, in Major League Baseball. Guess what that means, Jay? It's you. It's not the umpires. They are equal opportunity. And then Westbrook for this whole feud against Barry Trammell. It's just which embarrassing. Is, which is
0: stupid, yes. Which is extremely stupid.
1: And petty. And the fact and
0: the fact that Dame Limit is lighting his ass up, I like that even better.
1: Yeah, now he's mad at Lillard because Lillard's taking it to him. All yes. right. Jay, always good to talk. Uh, Make sure to have that roll of crisp ones in your car so the little gremlins there in downtown Baltimore don't harass you next time. Or see how that
0: works out for them.
1: (laughs) All right, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Jay. Bye-bye. Let's end on this today. Luke Walton has been hit with a lawsuit for sexual battery by a Bay Area sports reporter who claims that Walton forced himself upon her in her hotel room when he came up to talk to her about a book project that apparently she was working on with Luke Walton, who was then uh, the assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. This is obviously a bombshell lawsuit. Now, it is not a a civil case, uh, and Luke Walton has not been charged by the state of California with any sort of actual crime, And apparently this woman did not report this incident when it apparently happened because she said she felt she didn't want to jeopardize this project that she was working on. According to the details of her suit, Walton, in her room, forced himself upon her, pinned her down on the bed, tried to kiss her, made advances, and she was pretty much yelling no, 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 and then got out of the room, or at least forced him out of the room or something to that effect. This is obviously very potentially career-ending stuff, even if it is not a legal case. But I'm torn about, well, how much should we talk about this? How much should I talk about this in the sports chatter business? First of all, it is a potentially dangerous subject because if you dare even hint that this woman might be lying or making it up or trying to... Do this just for money. God help you. Good luck if you take that stance too firmly on some corporate airwave. Uh, Thankfully here on my podcast, I think I'm immune from at least bringing this up. I'm not saying she did, but, you know, some women do lie. And some women lie purely for revenge, for money, for vindictiveness, for all kinds of reasons. Men lie. Women lie. Old people lie. Young people lie. Good people. Bad people. Everybody. Except for me. I never lie. About most things. I use polite lies. (laughs) Polite lies are the grease that keeps society whirring along without too much conflict. But that said... The, the trend now with the Me Too movement is to hashtag believe all women. I think we've got it entirely backwards because what we should do is we should believe all of the accused first. And if the accused in a case like this, whether it's a man or a woman, although it would mostly be a man 99% of the time, in a sane and a just society, companies... And entities and the public and and the media would say, well, this person has denied it, so we're going to believe him first until we are convinced through the weight of evidence and legal proceedings otherwise that it's not the case. This would mirror how our legal justice system works. Innocent until proven guilty. Not kind of innocent And you don't have to prove he's guilty, you just have to prove he's sort of skeevy or gross. The axiom in Western justice is that tis better to let a thousand guilty men go free than send one innocent man to the hangman's gallows. In today's society, it's actually the opposite. Who cares if a thousand men who are not really guilty of anything have their careers and their lives ruined because we must take a vigilant stance against all of this sexual harassment that is going on in the world, hashtag me too. Well, that's crazy. Because for the innocent, they have to try to prove a negative. They have to try to prove something did not happen. And unless they've got videotape of every second of their life, it's gonna be hard to prove something did not happen. That's number one. Number two, for those that do vindicate themselves in court, perhaps, and and this might be the case with Luke Walton, how do you then go about undoing the public stain of a lawsuit like this? Which is why in a sane society, we would protect the reputation and we would believe the accused first to preserve their good standing in the world. And... We should have laws that say it's illegal for companies to fire people who have been accused, merely accused, of conduct that could be deemed out of step with the company's values or perhaps even, you know, criminal. Oh, how can you legislate that? They're, they're an individual company, they're allowed to hire and fire whoever they want. Yeah, but if this person is falsely accused and they lose their job, if they lose their career, What good is it if at the end of the day, well, yeah, you're vindicated because she changed her tune, admitted she lied, and was just upset about how the deal went down with Luke Walton in a book that they were going to write together, or something of that nature. But that's not the world we live in, and so Luke Walton is facing a tough spot here. And who knows if she had approached Luke Walton for a financial settlement quietly before this thing went public. Maybe Luke Walton said, no, that never happened. Or something far more innocent happened where you did come to my room. We talked about the book. And at the end of it, I said, hey, you know what? How'd you like to go out for coffee for one day? And and you said, no. And I was like, come on. Won't hurt. And you go, no, really, I don't want to do that. I got to leave now. And you then conflated that into something much more. We don't know. And this is partly why Vice President Pence doesn't ride in elevators with anyone who is not his wife, any females who are not his wife. In this day and age, not a bad idea in the big scheme of things. And I'm not saying Luke Walton is innocent. Luke Walton might be guilty. He might be a typical pro-athlete horn dog who thinks, yeah, the world's my oyster. Every woman I see who's mildly attractive could be my conquest, and so why not give it a shot? Shoot your shot, right? Sort of like Tormund Giantsbane shooting a shot with Brienne of Tarth. NERD! (laughs) I'm gonna miss my little Game of Thrones throw-ins and my exhortations of nerd. That'll do it for today. Let's not get too heavy. Let's end this on a positive note. Too late for that, Zabe? Download, subscribe, comment, like, tell a couple friends. I appreciate it. Get the ZabeCast app. It's great. It's free. Subscribe to Premium. Get Fridays included. Instead of just stealing this podcast four days a week, go to zabe.com slash premium. Podcasts are the future. They're, not, they're like Netflix for your ears. Binge listen at your own leisure. Email me with topics and suggestions. Zabe at yahoo.com is how you reach me. Now, go finish your last version of your mock draft. Get ready for Thursdays. Choose them up. And we will see you next time.
0: Like rain exceptionally common sense.
1: My go-to order at Skyline has always been a regular three-way and cheese coney. But today, I made the switch to five-way. Those hearty beans and diced onions took it to another level. From now on, I'm a Skyline five-way guy.